You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Okay. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Once she grabs, she won't let go. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. None of that soft stuff. Rock, rock. None of that heavy metal stuff. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Just a little bit of jazz. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. What do you think? Just I like love that. it. That, that was great. Thank you. Saturday night, he's sitting all alone. Legal problems are making him sweat and moan. So he sends out unhinged tweets from his phone I mean, truths, whatever As his hopes of avoiding accountability collapse His posts get crazier as his sanity snaps So he's back to his old tricks of yelling in all caps How uncouth Captain Caps Lock sends a post tonight His fans will retweet it and hashtag it Captain Caps Lock is gonna boast tonight Appealing to each loyal maggot His abuse of language has no parallel Ignoring grammar Making up words as well Not to mention all the real words He can't spell What a schmuck Kofafi Serving up more nonsense To his rabid base Punctuation, capitalization All over the place Till the only way he could emphasize a word Would be to make it lowercase yeah good luck oh, 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 oh. 
Captain Caps Lock will do an interview on shows like Kennedy's or Tucker's. Captain Caps Lock will grift his loyal crew, getting donations from those poor suckers. This latest indictment is sure making him whine. As support from his own party starts to decline. Even Mike Pence has finally found his spine. So Trump's scared. Let's be prepared for Captain Capslock to lash out tonight. About being unfairly indicated. Captain Capslock is gonna shout tonight. Meanwhile, the rest of us are elated and cautiously optimistic. Captain Capslock is gonna spew tonight. All the silly childish tantrums he can wretch up. Who knows what that idiot's gonna do tonight? Hope the Mar-a-Lago staff starts locking up the ketchup. Don't stop the video just yet. It's Lauren with a very quick reminder that these videos don't produce themselves, but you can help me by joining my Patreon, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help me continue to make the videos that help you laugh the news that would otherwise make you cry. Thanks. Lauren Mayer, everybody. Lauren Mayer getting us started on a Friday. Um, you know, Lauren, if you're not familiar with Lauren Mayer, she puts out a new song every Friday. And uh, timely and topical and usually very funny and uh, spot on. In this case, really spot on. I know we did one from her yesterday. It's just because I had them backed up. So, you know, what can I tell you? Uh, it's it's better to have them backed up than not have enough. All right. So uh, we made it to a Friday. So much stuff going on. Very quickly, um, she was prophetic with that video because... Uh, it's exactly what Trump is doing with the, you know, spewing and uh, the histrionics. I just, it's easier just not to pay attention. And, you know, the weekend's here. And, you know, my new attitude is I turn off the news on the weekend. I don't even want to go there. So the important stuff is done. The, uh, you know, indictments in. And if you have not read it, and I know, look, 45 pages of legalese is, it, you know, who wants to uh, sift through that? I did it so you don't have to. So I recorded the entire indictment. I read it into the microphone. I did a fairly uh, decent job of editing it, but I was rushing to get it out. So there, there are probably a couple of stumbles in there because, you know, my producer needs a raise. She's, she's overworked and really tired. But um, the, the, uh, it's there. So it's uh, I put it out as a podcast. It should be up there today. If you subscribe to the podcast, it's free uh, where you get your podcast. Just subscribe and it will come in from today. Um, it's also up on YouTube. And I went the extra mile and I, I put up each page of the indictment as I was reading that part of it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not usually that anal, but I did so that you can follow along. Um, here's the thing. Too many people who need to know what's in that indictment will not read it. So, and I've already heard from a number of people who said, thank you. I just haven't had time, but I, while I'm doing work, I can listen. So it's there. Share it. There's no paywall. Not going to cost you anything. And this way, maybe your weird uncle 
who who still defends the guy can see what he actually did and the reasons that he needs to be prosecuted. You know, you know, you know, my uh, my whole thing about opposite world, right? They live in opposite world. And, uh, you know, opposite world. Uh, Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Opposite World. I'm hitting hitting everything in midstream today. At least they're they're not the full-on gremlins today. All right, so... They, you know, they're going. It's it's a it's a banana republic. They're bringing the the president or the the guy, and they they don't refer to Biden as president. Biden is prosecuting the former president. Um, the former president committed crimes that nobody, the forty four who preceded him, never even would have considered. Um, and he needs to be held accountable because if he's not. Then we're just going to have more Trumps. We're going to have, you know, DeSantis's following him, and um, they need to be sent a message that you can't just make shit up and call it facts. You can't call news that you don't like fake when you're the ones putting out the fake news. Uh, you know, because Fox News is your original home for fake news. You remember this, right? Your original source for fake news, Fox News. We make shit up. Yeah, they do. Uh, They still don't want to use that. I don't know why it's perfect for them. All right. So a couple of things before we get to the crux of today's show. And we have an important topic, an important guest today. Um, uh, The news, the Supreme Court says that they... Uh, after Alito said that Congress does not have the authority to tighten ethics rules at the Supreme Court, um, Justice Elena Kagan is saying, of course, Congress can regulate. Our whole system is one of checks and balances. See, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about opposite world. Uh, They think they're going to set their own ethics rules, but they don't believe that they have to live up to any code of ethics. Opposite world. Um, Here in Florida, you know what they do? You know that I live in Coral Springs. We are right. We are like the sister city to Parkland, which is where Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School is. Well, today they still have not knocked down the building where 17 students and faculty members were murdered and 17 others were injured um, it, it, to the extent that, uh, you know, it's destroyed their lives um, because they had the trial for the resource officer the guy who was supposed to be protecting the school and the the families of many of the victims wanted this reenactment the 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 cop peterson was acquitted said oh you know uh he he didn't do anything wrong well he didn't do anything right either the charge the the accusation is that he sat there and heard more than 70 shots ring out and did nothing he didn't run towards the gunfire to protect the students and the staff members there he basically ran away. And so they're having a reenactment today. Ballistics, uh, they did. Ballistics experts fired up to 139 shots, live ammunition, by the way, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School during a, doing a reenactment of the 2018 massacre. It was organized as part of a lawsuit accusing this officer, Peterson, of failing in his duty to protect the victims. So uh, Jared Moskowitz, who is my new congressman, I'm not, I'll reserve 
statement on him. Uh, what he said is, you guys coming here today just to see it, to experience it. You can read about it all day long. You can debate it all day long. But it's not the same as going and walking through the school. The school is apparently a snapshot in time of Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2018, when these people were murdered. The blood is dried on the floors and the walls and the books are exactly where they were. The building hasn't been touched except for when they walk the jury through the school to see the site of the crime. It's been five years and now today they do this. I, I, I feel for those families. And let me tell you, the community still feels it, too. It's just horrible. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, nobody gets past something like this. So if you think five years goes by and, and life goes on, this shit is still happening here. Um, good news out of Tennessee. The two Justins won re-election to the seats in the state legislature that they try that the Republicans who control the state legislature tried to kick them out. Remember that? Because they participated in a in a, a, a protest with constituents against gun violence. See how it all comes together? So the 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 Republicans who control the, the Tennessee state legislature, there were three of these Democrats who participated in the protest with the, the people. Two of them Justin Jones and Justin Pearson happened to be young black men. The third, whose name escapes me at the moment, was a was an older white woman. So she narrowly escaped being ejected by the Republicans from the state legislature. The two Justins were booted out, but they were appointed temporarily to go back in by their districts to fill the seats until the special election could be held. And the special election was held. And the two Justins formally won re-election to their seats in the General Assembly. They will serve out the remainder of their two-year terms. And this is when we say to the, um, the, the, uh, the people, and I use the term loosely, who control the Tennessee state legislature... Okay, because what else do you say to them? My God, people get a life. Why don't you do the work of like helping your constituents rather than trying to get all um, uh, macho, you know, to to I don't know, to show that what you're, you've got bigger balls than the Democrat. I don't know. Stop it. Do your work. We just so much tell the people, the Republicans in Congress that as well. Um, all right. I got one more story to tell you, and this helps kind of leads into our guest today. The FDA is expected to decide by tomorrow whether to approve the first ever pill pill for postpartum depression. Uh, let's see. What is this? It's a, it's a medication called Zuranolone. It's taken daily for two weeks and a pair of clinical trials involving women who experience severe depression after having a baby. The drug improved symptoms, such as anxiety, trouble sleeping, loss of pleasure, low energy, guilt, or social withdrawal as early as three days after the first pill. Okay. Um, So, uh, you know, today we're going to talk about depression. Not only depression, but anxiety and stress and all the other uh, things that that have reached epidemic levels in this country. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been honest, open. Sometimes I share a little too much. Uh, I'm Nicole Sandler. I work at WTMI. Way too much information. But, um, uh, you know, I do this. I share things because uh, because it helps people. You know, 
I, I share the, our, my daughter's adoption story. Because if one child finds a home because I talk about adopting, great. It's worth sharing everything. And the same thing with depression. So I, I, I've, we've been through, through this before, but I've suffered from depression since adolescence. And um, I'm one of those people who uh, are known as treatment resistant, have treatment resistant depression, meaning I've been on just about every antidepressant out there. And, you know, some work a little bit. Some work for a while, um, but I, I I don't respond well to the typical antidepressant. So I've always looked for other options. Some years ago, I remember reading about this organization, MAPS, which uh, was doing studies into using psilocybin mushrooms and psychedelics to treat veterans suffering from PTSD. And I've been fascinated by it ever since. Well, years have gone by. A few years ago, in fact, shortly after COVID started, I was I was already in a pretty deep depression and a bad spiral. After Trump took office, I really those those of you who are with me during that time might remember. I I don't know how I made it through those shows. The show must go on. I kept going, but I was not having an easy time of it. And um, David, my husband, actually found out about this therapy called TMS, trans. Well, transmagnetic stimulation, I think. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get the whole scoop. Anyway, so I went to a, a, a clinic here in Coral Springs where I live. Um, it's called Neuro Wellness, Neuro Wellness TMS Center. And um, honestly, I didn't think it was working because it's very subtle. And, I, and this is the kind of thing you go in. I think it was, it was three times a week. It's about a 20-minute session. It's this giant... Machine. It's a magnet that they they do an MRI to map your brain, and it, they pinpoint where they need to point the magnet. I'm being very unscientific here. We'll get the real story after when we bring that on. But uh, and it shoots um, little magnetic pulses through your skull into your brain to this point that is pinpointed by the MRI, and uh, you know, and, and you do that for uh, for about six weeks. And dur- while the whole thing's going on, I'm thinking this, I don't know what's going on. I don't know that this is working. And I finished the six-week treatment, and I'm like, okay, well, thank you. And it was a few weeks later that I just, one day I went, you know, I haven't had a meltdown in a few months. Oh, my God, the TMS must have worked. So, and so, and I was good for a couple of years. I literally got through covid and a couple of years went by, and it was just maybe, I don't know, a few months ago when those old depressive episodes started coming back. And I'm like, here we go again. And I know it's stress-related. I know I, know I have a, a, a tendency towards it. And when circumstances converge and life gets too hard, I fall apart. And that's what was happening again. And David said, well, would you think about going back for another round of TMS. And I said, you know, I would. I said, but I need something more drastic because that was so subtle that right now I'm really not doing well and I need something that's going to hit me over the head. And I know that they started doing ketamine therapy. So I started reading up on it. I went in and I met with Shelly, who who is my my point person there, um, uh, who I uh, helped me through the TMS. So that's how I decided to start with the ketamine therapy. Um, at this point, let me bring in my guest. So Matt Lawn 
is the um uh what are you the COO of Neuro Wellness Centers uh Matt welcome to yes. the show I I'm I'm uh I'm with Shelly. We're co-CEO everything. So <laughs> You're uh, the- thank you for having me, Nicole. Oh, thank you mm-hmm. for being here. And thank you for um, the work you're doing, because my listeners can tell you, and, and I think Shelly might be uh, in the, if she is in the chat room, Shelly, trans, transcranial magnetic stimulation. Thank you, Shelly. So that's Shelly in the chat room and on the YouTube chat room. Um, yes. The work you're doing has, uh, you know, has given me a new, uh, it sounds so so uh, uh, cliche, but a lease on life, a new lease on. I, the people in the chat room can tell you because they see me every day. They've seen me have meltdowns. They've seen me have complete depressive breakdowns because I, I'm honest on the show. And when something upsets me, they know. And I've lost it here. They can tell you that since I started the ketamine therapy, there's a lightness about me that had been missing for a while. So, and I really, I, I. I credit the ketamine therapy for that. So when I came in, um, you know, Shelly helped me with the going through the insurance. Insurance does cover ketamine therapy. Insurance does cover TMS. These are the things I want to talk about because so many people suffer from depression and there are more remedies. There are, there are, there are many more possibilities to get help than the old just here, swallow another antidepressant, which is what we had for so many years. Yep. And, it, and it's been very nice to see your transformation. Like you were alluding to earlier, most people don't recognize their own kind of transformation or progression. It's very subtle, but the people around them are the ones that will notice it. You know, husbands telling wives, well, hey, you haven't bitten my head off right. in you know, a month <laughs> and right. a half and, you know, what have you. But um, yeah, we we offer, you know, quite a few different treatments that are mainly centered around uh, treatment-resistant depression, uh, anxiety, PTSD. And it's not, every treatment's not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. You know, some people respond better to certain treatments or combination of treatments. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions and get in and explain, you know, about all of them and, and, and the different nuances and subtleties of, you know, how they work. Right. And uh, being a fellow uh, depression and anxiety sufferer for, suffer for probably 35 years is, uh, you know, was motivation uh, early on to, to kind of figure it out myself. And, uh, you know, we, we, we can talk about that as, that as well. Well, let, let's do that because you are not, you're not a doctor, you're not a psychologist or a mental health professional, and, and nor is Shelley. How did you guys get into this field? I am a refugee, you could say, from, uh, real estate and commercial mortgage uh, industry. And, you know, when, when 2008 came along and, and the crash uh-huh. came along, I, uh, I was in a very, very bad spot. Now, it's the first time I would say that I probably recognized that I actually suffered from depression. And it was more than just because I had this little problem of, you know, my income being about 2% of what it was in, in uh, the previous year, you know, yeah, how I know that goes. Um, you know, and it was devastating uh, to that, that industry. But, um, you know, I had some decisions and choices to make, but I also, you know, came to the realization that I was just high functioning up until then. And I, you know, I just thought that the way that I felt was just, 
you know, normal and, you know, sucked it up and, you know, did, did that and, and didn't know of then, of course, what I know now. And, and a lot of people, you know, just don't understand depression or anxiety. And they think you can either just take a pill or, you know, just, you know, and up and, 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 it, and it'll go and you'll do this and it'll go away. And, you know, listen, going out for a jog is not necessarily going to, you know, take it away from somebody. So, so in 2008, when uh, my whole world basically, uh, you know, went down the toilet for lack of a better, uh, you know, expression, I had to kind of decide what I was going to do. And I was in an interesting situation. I had a unexpected newborn child. I had uh, business collapsing. I had my business partner and one of my other businesses had uh, his cancer came back and it was just a whole whirlwind of things. In my life, I've always been kind of that person that people will come to in crisis. You know, there's a lot of us that are better at taking care of other people's problems <laughs> and, and don't necessarily focus on our own as much yeah. as we might need to. So at that point in time, you know, I, for about a, a year or year and a half, I kind of, you know, was kind of floating around and just trying to support myself, figuring out what to do. I was living in the Northeast and moved back down to Florida, which was kind of my, my home base. Um, cause I figured why not be warm while I was going through yes. my, my problems and issues. <laughs> and, uh, began to plot out the next move. And basically I made a promise to myself that whatever I did, I was going to once again, regain an acceptable lifestyle for myself and, you know, my, my, my family or my family to be, but I was also going to help people in the process. And I wasn't going to just do one or the other. And it's not that, you know, helping somebody acquire the, you know, their first home or, or, or what have you isn't, isn't gratifying, but I really felt the need to do something on a, on a different level. And while I was going through my troubles, I had a friend who I hadn't seen in a while who was kind of in crisis and it highlighted some things for me. Um, he wasn't really talking to his family. And so I had to be that kind of bridge and, I sort of went and for lack of a better term, kidnapped him. And I basically told his dad that if we don't get him into some sort of facility, you know, that, that his son was going to die mm. and uh, either you trust me or you don't. And I've done some research and this is what it's going to cost. And you need to wire me the money and, and I'll, and I'll get it taken care of. And that's kind of basically what I did. I mean, I, I, I knew what size he was and had packed a suitcase. I had it in my car with a toiletry kit and I went and kind of, I kidnapped him and I, he was living on the West coast of Florida and I took him over to the East coast and I put him in a quote unquote treatment facility mm -hmm. and then was just kind of appalled by what transpired and the lack of you know, skill and, you know, just, it just wasn't a great place yet. It, it you know, the thing is, is the internet uh, has this way, especially back then, you know, if you had a business in your garage, it looked like, you know, you, you, you had a, a 50,000 square foot facility and, mm -hmm. and a fulfillment center. It was kind of the same thing with treatment. They showed nice pictures of the beach and, you know, this place was like 25 miles from the beach, you know, all these different 
different things that were just, you know, kind of farcical. In, right. In, and, and, and let me interrupt one second, because Florida is the what the, the rehab center capital of probably the world, but definitely the well, country. It's, 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 it's an insurance scam, Certainly, isn't it? You know, Delray Beach, Florida Delray has Beach. Gained that, that reputation. Yep. Um, you know, California is, is, is pretty up there as well, but there are a lot of unscrupulous people um, around that time. You know, the uh, late, you know, 2009, 2000, you know, 12 time period. And uh, I just, you know, said to my now, my now wife, uh, Shelly at the time, uh, who had a medical background of quite, quite a long time, not being a doctor, but involved in the you know, medical industry, mm-hmm. industry, she MRI centers and at uh, medical case management. I said, there is a component missing from this whole process. And, you know, they're treating symptoms, not causes. And, you know, 12 step, and I not that I want to piss off the 12 steppers, but when 12 step was first started, its vision and focus was kind of clear. And now there's probably 200 different versions of 12 step. And sure. some of them are great. And a, a lot of other people have just taken it and uh, used it for their own, uh, own gain. And, you know, Florida became this place where treatment centers would drop off, you know, van loads of people at clubhouses and bill insurance companies. And then while they were, you know, and after they picked them up, they did urine tests and billed the insurance companies $3,000. And it would just became a whole, you know, big nightmare. And I said, you know, we can do this because I, never like to think that I can't do anything. That's just kind of my personality. I'm, I'm a problem solver. And, and a lot of times in life, the less, you know, sometimes the better off you, you end up because you don't have any preconceived notion. And so we put together a program that was small, but, you know, very successful in helping people and having them stay sober, you know, in large percentages for a long time, right. um, you know, in comparison to your normal 12 step program, um, you know, then things happen with insurance and, and there wasn't really a, a way, you know, clear to stay in business as a small guy doing the right thing without being, you know, bought up by somebody else. And I basically said to, you know, my wife, I said, I have no interest in doing this if I have to gut the whole program and we can't deliver the level of care that we've proved should be the level of care and can work. So where is this all going? Well, again, I always try to solve these problems. So I was, I believe, and you don't hold me to this because I I, I don't want to be non-factual in this, but I believe I was like the first or second treatment center in the United States to have a TMS machine. Okay. Because I figured that, or I noticed that everybody that walked through our door was depressed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they were either situationally depressed or they were, you know, that was really the root cause of their problem, you know, to begin with, you know, they were clinically depressed or situationally depressed. Um, We also did things like, you know, we, we had a hyperbaric chamber wow. 10 years ago uh-huh. because my uneducated uh, or unscientific theory, and then I did confirm it with some, you know, some obviously people in the medical profession afterwards that, you know, oxygen is generally not harmful and it can only be helpful. And my thought process was, you know, 
if we can introduce some extra oxygen into the brain, maybe we can help that detox process because, you know, detox is really a misnomer of a word when you have a heroin addict that, you know, is doing a drug that has a half-life of 18 to 21 days and you put him in a detox right. and they say five days later, well, he's detoxed. Well, right. at no. best, it's medically stable. Right. So what happens is you have this whole load of people that are arriving at rehab um, or treatment centers that are still not detoxed. They're still detoxing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when insurance gets involved, there's a limited amount of time of stay. And then, you know, you have those first couple of weeks that are unproductive because they're still detoxing, right? you know, or, or not as productive as they could be. So we used to have to try to figure everything we could on a supplemental basis to help kind of people along. One of the things we did is we did individual therapy on a daily basis where most people would lucky, be lucky to get it once a week, if not once a month. And they were just in groups. So they were really focusing on their own problems. So again, we really focused on core issues and causes, root causes. And people got better. They got mm. a lot better. But I was getting phone calls because once you buy one of these machines in the company directories, you know, you're listed as a provider. And then I would get calls from people and say, well, you know, I don't have a substance abuse issue, but I'm depressed. And you're the only one around that has one of these machines that ah, I'd like to try. And this is the TMS machine that we mentioned Correct. before that I had uh, used that I, I, that's how I met you guys. Uh, yeah, not, not the one that you used because we, we had started with a, 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 you know, a different brand and then right. we, we progressed and I'll, I'll get into that in a moment. Um, but it was, you know, the first widely mainstream TMS machine that was really available. And, you know, we kind of said, okay, we have to kind of split out, spin something off here in the form of kind of a mental wellness center, if we're going to accommodate both. And then, and what basically happened is the treatment center kind of became a client of the wellness center that mm. is as opposed to having it embedded. It was in a different location and, you know, down the street and this way we could service, you know, the community as well as, you know, our own clients. Right. And, you know, we found that, you know, along with the other things that we were doing that by really focusing on dealing with this depression, because we had people for a fixed period of time that we were able to really remove things because you can keep somebody sober who's reasonably compliant for the whole time they're there. But where the rubber meets the road is, are they stopping in at the airport bar right. or making a, a the, who are they calling when they first get their cell phone back, you know, and uh, is something being dropped off or, 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 or what have you. So that was our, you know, kind of entry into the sort of the mental health field. And of course we hired, you know, the best professionals that we could find in all these areas from, you know, from medical and you know, clinical directors and psychiatrists. And we, you know, like I said, we put together a great program, but it was becoming apparent to me very quickly that even a larger problem and a problem that I was more apt to be able to tackle was the problem of depression because, well, you know, my, my drug of choice was food. I didn't really have a, a substance issue as far as drugs or alcohol. And I was kind of, you know, viewed as an outsider in that community. And a lot of people kind of resented us because our results were just better because we took a scientific approach as opposed to, you know, just, just a social approach mm -hmm. because you, you know, there's many components and, and there has to be talk therapy and science therapy, you know, combined. Yep. It, it can't just be one or the other. Right. So 
you know, we sat down and we said, Hey, you know, there's really something to this depression treatment. And I just decided that, you know, that's kind of where I wanted to focus because it also gave me back having a life and not being 24 seven. And um, right. So you're not just the president, you're, you're a client to well, steal a, a, not a client. Well, not a client of that, business, of that, but, but you know, right, of, this of the treatment. Sure. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we decided to move on that. It was a better fit overall, better direction for us where, you know, people were getting arrested every day in that business. And I was kicking 10 to 12 people a week out of my office that wanted me to do things that I did not want to do. And, and, and a lot of those people are now in jail and, uh, that wasn't the path I was destined to travel, nor did I even ever flirt with it or consider it. And it was kind of a, you know, a slimy business. You know, there are a lot of good people in that business, but there were a lot of slimy people too. And it wasn't really something I, I felt comfortable with, you know, living my, in my world, you know, mm-hmm. living in my world anymore. So at this point, when we started doing TMS, it wasn't even reimbursed by insurance. Wow. So people were self-paying 10, 12, $13,000 for a round of TMS. Wow. And, you know, we helped fight and were supportive of things because my goal was I want to treat as many people as possible. And, you know, all of a sudden within a couple of years, 300 million lives were covered by, you know, insurance for TMS. Yes. You know, the criteria were more stringent than it is now. I mean, things are easing up as we, as we learn more and the technology evolves. Um, but you know, we decided we, and we opened neural wellness centers, uh, officially moved it to its current form in 2018 to our current location in, in, in Coral Springs. And, um, you know, we, uh, we also evolved for machines. We became the first ones and only ones so far still to do MRI guided neuro navigated TMS or transcranial magnetic ah. stimulation, which allows for, you know, more precise targeting um, than standard TMS, which uses something called the five centimeter rule. So with what we do, we actually take an image of the patient's, you know, own brain and use right. the, the, their own brain architecture to actually find the ideal treatment spot because, you know, your brain, my brain, your neighbor's brain, they're all different sizes. Sure. And, you know, everybody's in, in addition to being different sizes, they all react, you know, a little differently. You know, people ask me, well, when is this going to work? <laughs> I don't know. It might work at treatment seven. You could feel, you know, miraculously better or it could take till treatment 27 or right. you could do all 30. Or like with me when I, I didn't yeah. think it was working, but actually it right. was because there's no, it's not an on off switch. It doesn't hit you like no, it's, instantly. It's, it's very, it's very subtle. subtle. And, and, and one of my favorite stories is we were treating somebody at the time and he was a very, at one point, high functioning individual with 2000 employees and the whole thing. He was a vice president of this company and had been one of the the founders and got to the point where things were so bad that he couldn't work anymore. Didn't work, had separated from life, wasn't driving, wasn't socializing, wasn't playing with friends. And, you know, one day at the time we were in our other location and this was early on when I knew that this was really you know, so we had security cameras because we were kind of on like almost two acres in a standalone building. And, you know, you had to see who was coming in and out. And I see a car pull in and I see him get out of the car, out of the driver's side door. Uh-huh. Comes in, 
I, I agreed him and I said, how are things going? He goes, they're going horribly. This is not working. I go, it's not working. I said, okay. I said, so tell me what's going on. What did your week on Monday? What did your weekend look like? Well, my wife and I went out to dinner with some friends. And then yesterday I played some golf mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I feel like crap. I said, so let me get this straight. You haven't driven for two years and you just drove yourself here because I saw you pull up. Right. I said, you hadn't played golf in almost two years, but you did that yesterday. And you had told me that you had become a social pariah, yet you were out to dinner with your friends on Saturday night. So I guess it's not working. Right. And did he realize (laughs) then that it was working? Because sometimes it takes someone to point it out to you. We both kind of had a good laugh. Uh Uh-huh. You know, the reality is, is there's, there's no cure for depression. Right. The best thing that we can do is find ways to properly manage it, mm-hmm. you know, and you can have a fulfilling life. And, you know, look at how many creative, uh, notable, talented people, you know, live with mental illness. <laughs> so right? many, every, all of us. I mean, it you really know? is. And look, this is one of the reasons I do talk about it, because when I do, listeners' ears perk up. Uh, I, I get more feedback on the shows where I talk about what I'm going through or the treatment and how it's working. I've gotten more questions about ketamine since I started uh, that I realized, all right, we need to do, I need to get you on and we should talk about this. So Matt Lawn is our guest. Um, he, he and his wife, Shelly, run the Neuro Wellness Centers based here in Coral Springs, Florida. But you, as you told me, you're happy to talk to anybody. And if somebody, Absolutely. first of all, if, if somebody wants to ask a question, you can call in. The number is 954-889-6410. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen if you want. Um, but um, you also said that, you know, they, and yet there's also a stigma this is the other reason I talk about depression and mental illness. There is a stigma and there shouldn't be. It's you didn't do anything wrong. If you suffer from depression, it's not your fault and there's nothing wrong with it. And the more we talk about it and you get validated that that other people are suffering from the same thing you are, there's comfort in that and we can help one another. Yeah. That stigma is often, you know, cultural, generational, you raised a certain way and, you know, put on a brave face and toughen up. And if you cry, you're not a man or, you know, what, you know, this, that, and, and, and the other thing, and, you know, we work with a lot of first responders and veterans, mm-hmm. right? The epitome of who is supposed to be strong and, 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 and these men and women go through a lot, a lot of trauma, you know, when you look at the amount of money that a lot of them make and how dedicated they are to their job and what they have to experience, um, it is not always uh, a really fair trade, right? You know, and um, and the culture within a lot of these organizations, you know, police and fire, is one of you know, don't say anything, right? Don't tell, don't whatever. We're exceptionally lucky to live in a town of the the town of Coral Springs has one of the most progressive um, programs. Uh, the BHOP program uh, in the country. In fact, it's so impressive that the last time I checked, probably well over a dozen other communities around the country have been begun adopting it. And it was developed after, right after the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas crisis, you know, yeah. or, or tragedy. 
Um, you know, our community, you're right. You mentioned earlier, our community is suffering. These yep, things are still, these are deep wounds that That's are right. long, long lasting, yep. you know, more so obviously for the people that were directly affected, but I don't know many people that were around here that were living here that time that weren't affected on some level That's in right. some way. And we still feel and, it. We still feel it every yeah, day. We do feel it. And, 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 and the thing that is frustrating, you know, for me is, you know, while a lot of the things that are in place you know, available publicly as far as support and all that, you know, they have good intentions. They, they don't always get the job done and people don't know what is available to them and, you know, how to, how to deal with things. And, you know, I learned long ago that I can't save the entire world, no matter how hard I try. So I, I just try to, you know, to help the people that, that, you know, I, I can, come in contact with them right. and exchange and, and 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 we do that as best you know obviously yes. as we can and and the, we have listeners you know all over the country we've got listeners all over the world you um it, yes you're based here on Coral Springs but you and Shelley have a network you're connected with the yeah. other providers around the country in fact there was just a huge conference in Denver just about a month or so conference. ago you had, you had I a mentioned, ma- mentioned it and, and to get a little bit further into maps maps is headed by a gentleman by the name of Rick Doblin and he basically took the baton from Timothy Leary when right. everybody Timothy Leary was kind of crazy. And, you know, they thought Rick was probably crazy for the, you know, first uh, part of his uh, 20 years of his doing this. But over 12,000 people were in attendance. And the American Psychiatric Association Conference had just over 10,000 people wow. in attendance. So that should kind of tell you something. So who attended the MAPS conference? Well, it was really nice to see that with all the political tension that we have in the world, that people from all sides, like political lines were blurred. Right. Rick Perry. Who would, ex- who would have ever thought Rick Perry, Rick Mr. Perry Oops. got up and told an amazing personal story about somebody, a, an ex-soldier, I believe it was a Green Beret, that came into his life, that he helped get help you know, along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I won't get, you know, too in depth in, in that, except to say that, you know, over the process of a year, he became totally convinced that psychedelics were the answer for a lot of these people, especially a lot of these returning soldiers that have experienced trauma. And, you know, um, you know, you had, you had Rick Perry, you had Jared Paulus, who's the democratic governor of Colorado, Colorado yeah. governor of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, you had people like, you know, your friend, Melissa Etheridge right. was there. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers gave a very interesting talk. Who's a current football player yep. and about, you know, his psychedelic experiences and journeys and, and the positive effect that they've had on, you know, his life. Um, you know, this is kind of a, a developing thing and it really kind of depends on where you live, you know, kind of governs the things that you will have access to. Right. And and how you know timely of a of a fashion. Um, they are definitely more progressive in the West. Uh, <laughs> definitely when it comes when it comes to these things. But you know we work with what we have. Yep. What we have is is pretty good, and we're having you know really good you know success with it, and helping a lot of people you know transform their lives. I mean, I'm not as involved in the day to day as Shelly is per se. So, you know, she actually sees people like on a daily basis when they come in, right. You know, for treatment, like T cause TMS is 
a nine week treatment protocol. So five days a week for six weeks, and then it kind of titrates down. But oftentimes I'm the first point of contact, or I used to be the first point of contact a lot of times with patients. And I would see them when they were like at their worst, hadn't showered for a week and a half, Mm -hmm. hadn't left the house for three months and, and all that. And, and they look like a, you know, just a disaster of a person. And the thing that almost always brings me to near tears and is the most gratifying is when I happen to be walking through the, because my office is in a totally different, you know, part of, you know, from our treatment, you know, occurs Mm -hmm. and I'll see somebody and I have to do a double take and it'll be a woman that has her hair done or nails done. She's all made up with a smile on her face. Like, you know, four or five weeks later, who you would have thought looked like a homeless person when they came in. And the transformation is like unbelievable. It's nice when you can see the, and that was the reason, honestly, that I opted for the ketamine other than the, my, frankly, the curiosity about it, because I wanted something more, well, it drastic. Works it works quickly. So TMS has longer durability as a general rule. When I mean, what I mean by durability is the effects of it will last longer. Now, depending on the person, that could be six months. It could be three mm-hmm. years. You know, it could be five years. Every brain is different. Right. You know? And as much as we know, there's that much more that we don't know. Right. That's just the human brain is just this miraculous marvel of a of a muscle that has its own unique fingerprint. Absolutely. We've been going for a while and we're, we're, we've got about 10 minutes left, a little less. So I want to get into, you know, I started doing something because a lot of people have questions about ketamine and we we honestly don't have time right now. We'll have to, we'll revisit this in a future show or we're working on something, but the, um, I do, you know, I, I get a lot of questions about the, uh, the experience of it. And I started taping, um, my session. So not knowing, That's you know, nice. I come out of it at the end with some memories, but I, I don't have a lot of memories of what transpired in the hour that, that preceded me coming out of this fog or trip or whatever you want to call it. So I started mm-hmm. just bringing a recorder and yep. I listened back the first time I did it. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. And it's very uh, it's very enlightening. So today I had a session this morning yep. and on my way home, I'm listening. And and there was some stuff, you know, each one is different. Um, and again, I remember one or two things about it, but nothing that I'm hearing on the tape. So this morning it started um, I, I, a little bit of this. Let's see if I can play some of this. I'm craving. Creating. I'm creating. 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 Creating, 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 creating. Okay. So I went in this whole thing about creating. Okay. Then uh, at another point, I, 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 I obviously, I, I was somewhere. With you. Here. I'm alone. Here I am. I'm here. That's it. <laughs> I'm alone. I'm here. That's it. I'm alone. Ooh. This is it. Okay, so there was some of that. I'm here. I was asking questions. I was saying, okay. Some interesting stuff to talk about with your therapist. Oh, there absolutely (laughs) is. But then a little later, I'm still, I'm listening. and, And this part just made, I have no memory of it, no recollection of it, but check this out. Oh. 
Okay, the, the, the little alarm means my infusion, I guess, had stopped. So yes. I am not hearing it because I'm listening to this spacey music in my headphones. So I, I didn't hear the alarm. So just try to ignore it. I, it didn't affect me one way or another. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. It sounds like I'm talking to someone a few this times. Is amazing. Holy shit. <laughs> they all come back. They all come back. Wow. They all come back. They all come back. Yes. They all come back when they do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Now, you heard the door just Amazing. open. So someone came in to check on they me because she heard me. Back. She wanted to make sure I was okay. And they obviously I was. It's a little nonsensical right now until we figure it out, but it's, it seems very positive. Right. So there, I went through a whole bunch of different things. Again, I had the feeling that we completed this thing. We got to the top. All the pieces came together. Uh, I, again, had like I did last time. It started when I first started talking. It was about 20 minutes in, and I yep. started with a... We're connecting, old souls connecting, old souls connecting. And that's the theme that keeps coming up, old souls connecting. Now, I've heard in my research before I started doing the ketamine, people saying they have these disassociative feelings, these out-of-body experiences where they talk to, you know, dead relatives or people from the past. Now, I have no memory of that. But in listening to today's tape, there are times when I'm talking to somebody, I'm going, yeah, I know, right? So obviously I'm hearing only my side of the conversation. I have no idea who I was talking to, but there are old souls connecting in each one of these sessions with me. So I know we have limited time. So I think what we, you know, should do is maybe maybe kind of set the stage for what ketamine journey is like or maybe kind of like what it does. Yes. So the thing that I get, you know, with my own experiences and and what I have people mostly relate to me is that what it does if you go into it with a proper intention and, and we, you know, we rely on integration mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit. We don't want to just put somebody down in the chair and we, and we, and we try to make sure that they're working with a, a therapist at the time so that, you know, what they do go through ends up being used in a productive way. Um, but what it really does is allows you to kind of tune out the outside world for a while. And a big one for me is the word perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think you, it allows you to almost hyper-focus on certain things, whatever it would happen to be that journey that pops into your head. And you can look at it, you know, from a different perspective. A lot of time, you know, people may have unresolved issues with people who've died or, or what have you, or they, they have certain viewpoints and while they may not totally change their mind instead of being angry or, um, you know, overly emotional about things and, you know, you can't stop crying about it. It'll allow them to look at it from an angle or a viewpoint that 
gives them additional perspective to allow it to kind of settle in, in a, in a better, more comfortable way into their life. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, for me, I've, that's been, you know, my, my kind of experience. Um, you know, I've, I've found that it's helped me, you know, make peace with certain things where, you know, you have things that aren't necessarily resolved and, and it takes more than one person to resolve them. And, and, and maybe, you know, you don't have that option, right, of that other person. But if you can look at something from a, a different perspective, it takes the stress of that particular problem out of your life. Right. Absolutely. Um, we, we're getting close to the end, so I'm just bringing up the music. I, I, I know the we are, and I know there's a lot of stuff that we didn't cover. Um, so I'd like to say that, you know, in addition to TMS and ketamine, we also do um, a treatment called Spravato, which is a nasal kind of ketamine derivative, which... Is a prescription. It is yeah, covered by insurance. Covered by insurance. Yes. I'd like to say that, you know, point out that ketamine, whether it's nasal ketamine or IV ketamine, is not typically covered by insurance. We have kind of a partial hybrid type of coverage where we get the observation, you know, covered in a lot of instances and only the, you know, medication portion is is out of pocket, but it's we are traditionally able to present the overall cost of a session you know, at a significantly lower cost than your average, you know, center. And I think you can attest to, you know, the professionalism of our people that are working without a doubt, you know, the care and concern that that's given. And, you know, um, I'll give out my number if that's okay. If anybody wants to give me a call, um, it's area code 954-709-1599. That's a direct line to me. And if anybody has any questions um, I can get into things in greater detail, their own personal situations and how this might be a solution. We do free consultations, completely free. We don't bill insurance um, to evaluate whether people, you know, are right for this treatment or the treatment is right for them would be a better way to put it. Um, and like I said, we are a full blown um, depression treatment um, center. We specialize in medication resistant depression and accompanying things like anxiety and PTSD. If you have, you know, personality disorders, your primary, we're probably not your space, you know, your place, but we have a lot of contacts and can refer out. And if somebody's listening from, you know, somewhere that's not in the local area, um, we have a lot of other contacts and, you know, we're happy to help you uh, find uh, a way to uh, help or, 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 or treatment in your own area if we can by utilizing some of our contacts. Great. And I, I'll post yeah. the, the phone number and the contact information for Neuro Wellness Centers. It's Neuro Wellness yep. Centers TMS.com and I'll I'll put it all up on the on the website uh with the with yep. the uh the show today's show. Uh Matt Lawn, thank you so much. I'm I'm looking at the chat room and uh, people are, you know, appreciating it. Um so many people don't know where to turn for help. And look, there's as with anything, there's a lot of you know, a lot of cottage uh, cottage industry growing up around this too, and a lot of places That's doing at home so ketamine true. therapy, which you know, there we can talk about that I, another I, day. I, yeah, we need to because that that's actually I find that you know rather problematic in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, that's that's a discussion for another day. Right. There's lots to talk about. So we to be continued. Matt Lawn, uh, thank Thanks you for coming me. on. It's uh, honestly, this is a great way to start the weekend. Um, thank like you I said, for having me. Uh, it's, been, it's been a real pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. And and it, it was today. I mean, look, here's the thing. You know, when you can walk out of a, a session that is dealing with depression and um, and walk out there again, 
after my session today, I really had no memory. I remembered it felt cool and there was some interesting things that happened. But once you come back to sort of reality, the the memories of what you experienced dissipate really quickly. So I find those recordings are invaluable. And I'm listening on the way home going, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Oh, my God. And and you heard that part. It's amazing. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Um, So I'll have to send you the whole thing because this one was peaks and valleys and conversations with people. I have no idea who I was talking to. But I and I don't know. We, we And science doesn't even know exactly how it works. All I know is that it is having a really positive effect. Um, yeah, so, you had mentioned to me that, you know, people in your life are, are, are commenting, hey, what's different? What's right? going on? People in the chat I'm room know it. I'm a lot, uh, you know, less stressed out. Yes. And, so yeah. I thank you for that. Uh, to be continued. This is, look, it's an ongoing, it is a crisis in this country, this mental health crisis. It, it, it actually is a pandemic. It is. It really is. And yeah. the thing is, people don't talk about it because they think there's something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. It's an illness. It's not, as Diane, I think, wrote in the chat room earlier, it's an illness, not a weakness. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. So um, let's talk about it. That's what we, we started the discussion here today. Well, we'll I hope continue we can it. talk about it more in the future because there's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Matt Lawn, thank you so much. Uh, and, and you guys, I'll see you Monday because I'm off to have a weekend. So thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend and uh, keep your chin up. There, there's help on the horizon. And it starts here. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Have Bye-bye a great now. weekend. Bye.